It is Thursday, the fourth day of March, 2021, and as usual, uh, there's more shit that I can't seem to get my head around. Now that I say that, I realize that I moved some shit around on my terrible script, and what I wanted to say, I moved, so this is a completely useless open. We can get a good glimpse of how shit works around here. You know, it's a multi-day process trying to put this thing together. Put a lot of time into this, surprisingly. You'd never know it by the quality of the program. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. I promise not to talk more about this. I'll, I can't really promise much of, much of anything. It's uh, episode 65. The California Proposition 65 episode. Prop 65. What the fuck am I doing? Prop 65, another way that wacky slash petrified California liberals get in the way of close to everything. And one of many ways that selling furniture and a lot of other shit is a massive pain in the balls. Prop 65 is a uh, weird thing that California passed a number of years ago that was originally... Um, supposed to protect residents from toxic water. Terrific. So it's a, hey, here's your water. Here's all the shits in it. Here's what it does. The idea is then to take those chemicals out of the water so that that shit doesn't, you know, is toxic. However, there are now over 800 chemicals, quote unquote, listed under Prop 65. And some of them are indeed valid and shitty formaldehyde, for example, a nasty additive to shitty furniture that isn't really necessary. If you buy anything that's like press board or, or uh, particle board, a lot of times there's fucking formaldehyde in it, and you can't sell it to California. It's a mess. Alcohol and tobacco are on the list as well. And apparently like 90% of the shit, at least from what I can tell, is said to cause cancer. Getting out of bed is realistically a cause for cancer. So slapping a sticker on fucking anything and everything isn't going to solve the problem. And I cannot believe I just talked about Proposition 65 on my podcast. Who the fuck in their right mind listens to this shit? That shit? Complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about... Yeah. Almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I have a, there's a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Sounds good. Let me put on some chapstick real quick. Uh, all right. 
What's going on? Hey, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks for indulging me. Or, uh, whatever. Still good, I hope. Um, great. Yeah, super terrific. You know, it, it's it's funny because I started this thing and I started like the whole, you know, episode number, whatever, and then did the dumb intro thing and cold open, if you will. And it's fun. I enjoy doing that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I'm to the point now I'm running out of numbers. So now anything that has that episode number that's related, I have to kind of roll with it. And I talked about Proposition 65, which is just fucking stupid. Talk about an instant way to get people to fucking turn off your podcast. Talk about California Prop 65. Wow. Uh, In other news, I did introduce a bit of a new format this week. uh, The Not an Episode, which I hope turns into something more regular, a five to seven minute snippet. Uh, to talk about something in realish time. Or a term that I certain, I'm almost certain I invented. Uh, as podcastedly possible. Which is terrible, but I'm very proud of it. Uh, I talked about the J.J. Watt contract, and I would imagine that the not an episodes may end up being a bit more sportsy than anything else, just because uh, that kind of shit comes up often. Uh, they'll come out whenever the mood strikes. I, I may even do them on the phone, which would be fucking wild and sound like shit, but what can you do? Um, trying to produce a bit more contact, contact, content than anyone could ever ask for. So, huzzah. Uh, but J.J. Watt, though, holy shit, good for you, man. Get all the money you can before your body finally stops cooperating, which will probably be soon. Anyway, uh, let's begin, shall we? There are a lot of people, and when I say a lot of people, uh, I mean people that are breathing and supposedly intelligent life forms who actually seem to give a shit about the supposed gender of a plastic potato toy. That was big news this week. How does any, how does thinking about something so innocuous even enter the brains of these pig ignorant fucking morons? And then to actually get upset about it, if you remove the potato add ons from said potato, what are you left with? You are left with a dickless, vaginaless, potato shaped plastic hunk of nothing. It's just a fucking toy. But what about the Toy Story characters? For fuck's sake, stop caring so much about everything. That has to be just exhausting. To care so much about so much. When does it stop? Do you ever like, do these people take a fucking break? Ever? Do they sleep or are they just scouring the internet for shit to fucking complain about? It'll stress you out before before long. You're going to start to wonder uh, why nobody fucking likes you. Because it, unless they just find each other, <laughs> they 
And that's probably the thing. They probably all congregate together. Uh, the group of people who just fucking hate everything. And it's just that their numbers seem to grow as the days go by. More people are fucking pissed off about more shit. Like, save your angst for shit that actually matters. You know, shit that actually uh, affects other people or people in general or affects or hurts people. Save your angst for that. Don't fucking give two shits about a goddamn toy. Oh, it's just so fucking stupid. Hasbro came out with a statement and, and just shit all over these morons by basically saying you can still buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Uh, we're just calling the whole line simply Potato Head, which makes perfect fucking sense. And if you really believe that your kids give two shits about the genitalia of a potato head, uh, give them a tablet. And they'll fucking forget about it in three seconds. Like, wow. The fact that it was like a, an actual story for a day and a half, two days, is astonishing. These are, these are probably the same people that got bent about Dr. Seuss. And how Dr. Seuss is... Uh, they're not going to publish six of his books because some of the shit in there was shit. So they're, you know, they're, it's, it's the opposite. They're pissed off that Dr. Seuss is being canceled. He's not. He's not being canceled. It was Ted's family that decided to stop publishing the six books in question because apparently Dr. Seuss himself... Uh, towards the end of his life, said that he regretted the obviously uh, racist racist shit that he drew. So, let's move on. Let's get past this. Just stop being mad. Stop being mad about fucking anything and everything. It's not good for your health. It's just going to stress you out. Settle down, internet. But speaking of the internet, okay... <clears throat> Uh, a big topic of conversation in the Twitter sphere this week was unpaid internships, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, Jane Slater at the NFL Network, which is owned by the NFL, the multi, multi billion dollar industry, the NFL. She posted on Twitter an opportunity for video editing with an unnamed company and asked for DMs from interested parties. The, the general assumption is that it was probably for a different department uh, than what she's in for the NFL network. Now, it could be completely wrong, but it's easy to kind of put two things together because she later came back and said it wasn't for her. So, I mean... Relatively harmless enough, right? Problem is, this topic comes up every so often on social media, and it usually stems from someone who worked a bunch of these things, uh, almost always in sports, sports-related media. 
And being the cesspool that it is, Twitter will pounce on it, rip the poster to shreds before moving on to its new prey. Happens all the time. And in this case, Miss Slater thought it would be wise to follow up and complain about the replies to her tweet. And within that tweet closed out with her bona fides, which include, which, which made things worse and included, uh, quote, I had three unpaid internships in school, double majored and had a job. SMH, end quote. Now, I fucking hate the SMH bullshit, by the way. Of all the fucking uh, text and internet shorthands that I can't stand, SMH is near the top of the fucking mountain. It's like, what a fucking stupid thing to say as if you needed to add, shake my hand, as if your displeasure in the whole thing needs to be noted even further. I mean, this particular tweet aside, it's any tweet or post ever, so stop it. If you do it, if you drop an SMH, you're an asshole. We probably already know that you're fucking pissy about it, so just leave that out. Given that Twitter hates being told that they might be wrong, the keyboard sleuths went to work and found that, uh, that Jane at one point talked about how her grandfather was a, a hero of hers. She... Revered her grandfather, partially because uh, he supported her education and supported her financially when she was in college. And there's the rub. There's the rub. Not any, not everyone can actually afford uh, to live in the real world uh, and have, and then have to spend an uh, occasionally inordinate amount of time working for free. Those two things uh, for a vast majority of the population just don't jive. Internships can be very valuable in some instances. And in, in other instances, they can lead to full-time employment down the road. It happens. I've seen it. Uh, and it works. It's, it, and like I said, occasionally it's good. However, in sports, internships are akin to serfdom. Made to do way too much labor for their feudal lords. Whether it be an organization, a website, a newspaper, a television station, anything sports related. Okay? It's more or less a way to avoid paying someone to do the work that is considered menial in most cases. You know, editing an interview. Uh, doing anything baseball related. <laughs> that has nothing to do with like the actual building of the team. So all the bullshit surrounding it. And the problem is that everyone, a lot of people want to work in sports. So I, I believe that it's a bit more exploitative than other industries. My experience in this realm is not nearly as bad as others, but it's, you know, somewhat shitty nonetheless. So let's step into the old Dave LaPointe time machine, shall we? And 
I'm, I'm guessing all four of my listeners have heard this fucking tale of woe, but if, if they haven't, so be it. And let's go all the way back to the to the year 2013. Ah, 2013. Clean air, bright skies, and mostly nothing different than today. Uh, I decided a year prior to that that I wanted to finish my degree since I'm a bum and took me way too long to finish college. Now I'm in my mid-30s, and I make the decision, uh, let's go back to college, right? Hmm. So 2013 rolls around. I'm at a bit of a crossroads. In order to finish that degree, I needed to uh, take and complete a summer internship. So that meant quitting the shitty full-time job that I had, which I wasn't really broken up about, to be honest. But it meant that I had to move out of the place that I was living living in because I wouldn't be able to afford it. Move back in with mom and pop. Which also, to be honest, not the worst thing in the world. My parents are great. Uh, you know, my father for years told me, like, anytime you fuck up, you can come home. No big deal. Which, honestly, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things you think about, especially after your parents are gone, that you're just like, what the fuck? What the hell was he thinking? I never asked him that. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, it would have been, he would have given me an answer. Like, well, you're my son and I love you. That's what you're supposed to do as a parent. But... Anyways, uh, I worked that summer for the Plymouth Pilgrims, a brand new collegiate summer ball franchise in the wonderful uh, New England Collegiate uh, Summer Baseball League, which is whatever, any CBL. Now, I had a fucking blast that summer. I won't lie. Seriously, it was fun as hell. I was way older than all these kids, uh, but they were they were all great. They all at least pretended to enjoy my company, so uh, it was great. But I busted my ass for those three months. I mean, not just there, but I mean, obviously, I still needed to work in order to pay, you know, pay my bills, like my car, my phone, would contribute to the household, if you will. So I worked two part-time jobs with weird hours, and uh, because I was the old guy in the group, the team's ownership and management uh, seemed to think that you know I could do more. You know, and and ultimately. Ultimately, I was fine with it. I was managing a website, even though I'd never done that before. Fuck, I am making all kinds of noise. I am, again, all kinds of jacked up. These Celsius energy drinks? Oh, my fucking Christ. I'm not going to sleep at all tonight. God damn it. Uh, I was doing a ton of marketing and sales and, and managing the concession stand, which ended up, God, was that a fucking pain in the balls. And I was doing all of it for free. I'm sorry. Uh... It was three college credits and fulfilling a requirement for my degree. The other half of this is that colleges make these things mandatory for some ungodly reason. Isn't it? You need to do it like Northeastern does, where it's two years, you work for a year, get paid, and then two more years, you graduate. Five years, great. And I remember bringing this up to the department head. Uh, and the answer I got was essentially, well, that's the business, Dave. And this guy, again, nice enough guy, but didn't care. It was an online school. So what the fuck? He never sees any of these people. What the fuck does he care? But I mean, total throwaway answer, complete lack of empathy or thought. And no surprise, that's really his job. So whatever. 
Now, this particular episode with Jane Slater, though, just opens up the topic again. If you want uh, a job done, you should reward a person who does the job for you. Pretty baseline, simple shit, no? Uh, Free hot dogs or pizza at the end of a fucking game isn't exactly a reward. Oddly enough, I actually lost a ton of weight that summer eating too much Domino's because I was working so much. It was fucking weird. The, 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 the big thing here is, right, if you're in your early 20s from an affluent suburb and you don't need to work, perfect. Perfect. You'll manage just fine without getting paid all summer. Or even longer. But if you're not, it's going to be really fucking hard. Impossible? Probably not entirely, but mostly. And that's what these internship lovers just, they love to talk about. The, the you'll gain experience that you wouldn't get otherwise. Those fucking people. I mean, look, and, and then there's the, the crowd like Jane, that just loves to remind everyone how hard they work to get where they are while glossing over the fact that they had a shitload of help to get where they are. Now, I will say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting help or getting lucky, but it's when you're not humble enough to realize that does it become a problem. And and let's not fool ourselves into thinking that internships are given equally. They're not. I applied for so many fucking internships in the the greater eastern Massachusetts area. And the only one that fucking gave me a shot, gave me a call back, even, not even like a cursory call back, was one. And it was literally a brand new franchise who had who had no history and just needed bodies. And I was a body. So, you know, fooling ourselves into this uh, bullshit that if you work hard enough, that internship will lead you where you want it to go. It really doesn't. Case in point, I'm selling widgets to retailers and not working in sports. I worked my fucking balls off that summer and uh, the next couple of years. I worked for that team for close to three years total. And after that summer, I mean, even, even when I went back to working full time, I was still working for them uh, quite a bit. You know, I was, I was putting in a lot of fucking hours making nothing in year three, after the original ownership departed, they convinced the new ownership that you needed someone to do a little bit of this work that they didn't want to do. So I, 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 I did get paid year three, but now this is a job and it just so happened that, uh, the full-time job that I started uh, they laid me off, so I, I was unemployed. And then here they come. We'll give you fifteen thousand dollars a year plus commission. Realistically, I'm looking at half that plus commission, and the commission structure was fucking garbage. 
But I, you know, I looked at it as, okay, now I'm going to have it on my resume, different title. Uh, I'm going to have more responsibility. This is great. And it ended up just being sales, which fucking sucked. Along the way, I'm interviewing for entry-level sales jobs with uh, sports teams all over the country. I even got to a third interview with the Mets before I think they finally realized that I was 35 and not 23. Because that third interview lasted all of maybe two minutes, three minutes. Oh, how old are you? I'm 35. Okay, well, uh, we're looking for someone younger, someone we can exploit. Goodbye. Creating a mystique around paying someone nothing to work uh, is absurd. And that was a really long way to explain that it just needs to change. I really thought I would have been able to explain my stance there a bit more clearly, other than no internships or shit. No, well, I would imagine that at this point, if you've, if you stuck around and listened to that whole thing, thank you. I doubt it, but thank you. That's on you. Sorry. All right, let's talk. Let's talk more about baseball, but not baseball. It seems to be a theme here on the program where I like to talk about creepy fucking assholes in that sport. What is it about middle-aged white guys that work in baseball being the fucking worst? Now, uh, it is Mickey Calloway, uh, the former Cleveland Caucasians pitching coach, former uh, manager of the New York Mets, current pitching coach for your greater Los Angeles, Orange County Angels of Anaheim. I mentioned him in the previous show, not the previous show, a previous show, David. I am off tonight. God, this is not good. This is not good. Not good. The last two shows were good. At least I think they were good. This one? Trash. Trash show. Well, I'm going to keep going anyway, because what the fuck? Um... Yeah, the Mets, uh, you know, the Mets being the Mets. So anyways, this guy's name came up again this week. Uh, more details about his general shittiness has, has come to the fore, if you will. And it seems women around the league have been calling this guy Dick Pick Mick, which is both hilarious and flat out fucking ridiculous at the same time. If someone has a nickname based on the volume of Dick pics that he sends. How the fuck is he gainfully employed? Like, <laughs> honestly. And again, I've said this on the show previously. There's about 0.001% of the female population that wants to see a picture of your fucking dick. If they want to see it, they'll ask, and it wouldn't have to be in a picture. Fuck. So basically now, there are uh, Dick Pick Mick here harassed multiple women. Allegedly. From all across the league and uh, basically all across the country. Uh, And the kicker here is that multiple women, other women, came forward to say that 
while he didn't do anything to them directly, they were actually warned about him. I'm going to call bullshit here because every woman on earth has been warned that men are stupid since the beginning of time. So that kind of holds no water in my, my book. Like that's implied nine times out of 10 that should be implied. So there are five women total that came forward to say that he was basically relentless in his pursuit of them. And, you know, on text, phone call, social media, email, you name it. And of course, the part about all this stuff, it, it, it's multiple, it's multifold, I guess is, I don't know. It's probably not the right term, but whatever. Uh, first, he's a fucking scumbag. That's obvious, okay? Second, Cleveland uh, was apparently aware of this shit, including Terry Francona, who was uh, Calloway's you know, boss, and he did nothing about it. The weird thing here is that uh, Terry Francona's son, Nick Francona, you, do yourself a favor, uh, read about this kid. Interesting dude. Not really like his dad, and apparently they don't really get along, which is interesting in and of itself. But even he's come out and is like, yeah, my dad knew about it. What the fuck? Blech. So, and then third, he worked for Cleveland from 2010 to 2017, and he's gotten two more fucking jobs after Cleveland. I'm over here fucking selling widgets, and this guy is sending shots of Mr. Winky all over America, and he's landing multiple jobs in baseball. Apparently a 6.27 career ERA goes farther than slinging hot dogs, but I digress. He puts out a statement. Part of the statement read, quote, Any relationship in which I was engaged has been consensual in my conduct was in no way intended to be disrespectful to women, to any women involved. I am married, and my wife has been made aware of these general allegations. End quote. His wife was made aware. Swell fucking job, DPM. Nicely done, sir. You've informed your wife. Oh. Duh. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, hey, honey. Uh, just letting you know, there's going to be a multitude of women uh, coming out in the coming days uh, telling the world that your husband is a world-class asshole. Ta-da! There you are, dear. Thank you. This is fine, right? This is cool? Because it was consensual? There's more on that. Anyway, but the... Th Whenever this shit comes up, I'm always amused by uh, the reaction of the employer. And in this case, Cleveland did a hell of a job uh, filling up their uh, opening rebuttal with all kinds of garbage CYA buzzwords. Their team president uh, comes out and said he was, quote, disturbed, distraught, and saddened, end quote. Fucking classic, sir. Bravo. You got three big ones in there right off the fucking top. So there you go.
And they have to pretend that they're against guys like Callaway and his behavior and that somehow their organization is better than that. Cleveland Indians. The entire situation continues to make people in baseball uh, and really in sports in general look fucking ignorant and just plain dumb. The Athletic has done an exhaustive uh, job on this story. And if you're not subscribed, you really should be if you like sports or sports writing at all. To be the best money you spend all year, free ad, theathletic.com. Check it out. It's fantastic. I love it. I'm on there every day. Big fan. Long story short, though, which, you know, even though this is a really long story and not at all short, basically the Indians, you know, they knew all about this guy's bullshit and were informed when he when he fucked around with somebody's wife. Because apparently one of these five people may or may not be uh, this random woman that, that he met at a fucking uh, spring training facility in Arizona. They struck up a conversation, and this woman gives him his number, gives him her number, I should say, thinking, oh, uh, my son plays t-ball. This would be great to have this connection. Well, yeah, they ended up fucking for two years, apparently. But the the woman's husband was complaining all over the place about this fucking guy. Now, look, what they did is not illegal or against anything, but the guy started fucking calling uh, the team's fan relations line for months. Like, he'd call every other day, basically, and get some low-level, probably a fucking intern, answering the phone uh, and basically, you know, taking messages and passing it on to where it needed to be. Word finally gets to Francona, and he's he said, and this is going to be the worst Terry Francona impression of all time, because this is basically coming from a team lawyer, uh, and and he says that Francona said, "Listen, I'm not going to lose my pitching coach." It was terrible. I'm not good at impressions. What can I say? But honestly, I can see this guy saying that. What the fuck? And honestly, though, what happened between Callaway and that dude's wife is really not a matter for anyone but them. But all this other shit and the way all of it was handled just goes to show how fucking clueless baseball is. I say baseball because it's a whole fucking sport. There's a big fucking story about the Dodgers and how they fucked that whole thing up. And that sort of Nick Francona that I talked about before. Uh, he's tied into all that with the Dodgers and Gabe Kapler and all that fucking shit. Google that. You want to talk about a, a, a team not giving a fuck about anybody but their players? That's exhibit fucking A right there. Gross. And honestly, from collegiate summer ball all the way to the, the majors, it's a fucking disaster, especially for women inside and out of the game. Quite frankly, it's depressing. Somehow, holding people accountable for being shitty shouldn't be that fucking difficult, but apparently it is. And that goes doubly for you, Andrew Cuomo, you fucking ghoul. My search for uh, show guests continues. This week I reached out uh, to more 
you know, potential guests, people that I thought would be interesting to have on the program. And again, I got the same response that I've been getting uh, for weeks now. No good. Not good at all. I did get an offer to uh, write um, some intro music for the show. Very excited by that. It was presented to me by a dear friend of mine from my Wayfair days, uh, Donnie Washburn. Donnie, I know you're not listening, but thank you. Honestly, I was fucking pumped. Donnie and his brother are in a band. I don't know if it's just the two of them, but uh, terrific. I And I, I asked him early tonight to give me the name of the band so I could plug them, just for asking. Haven't heard back from him yet, so apparently he's not addicted to his Instagram page like some of us are. Not really. That's a lie. Uh, but as soon as he gets back to me, so next week I'm plugging the shit out of Donnie's band. Thank you, Donnie. And again, I ask... But if you're at all interested, you know someone who is, let me know. Still trying to line up one of the culpos. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, rapid fire takes. Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. That fight is signed, sealed, and delivered. And it's going to be fucking awesome. The Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas, Nevada. Needs your help. Uh, go to GoFundMe, search for Pinball Hall of Fame. You'll probably find something, but they're building a beautiful facility right on the strip across the street from the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, and they need money. So check it out. The place fucking rules. It rules. Here's an idea stop signs at supermarkets uh, to stop fucking dumb kids from running all over the supermarket. Won't help. But, you know, parents could say, hey, there's a fucking stop sign there, you troglodyte. Uh, a Nike vice president resigned this week because her son is one of those obnoxious sneaker resellers. That's all I really want to say about that. Fuck those people. When did portion sizes become enough to feed a fucking army? Why is it necessary to just throw a ton of food at someone as if that's a quality selling point? I don't want to be a glutton, so don't force me to, you goddamn heathens. National fucking Moron Day, a holiday that I invented in 2002 while managing a Dairy Queen. It can be any day of the year, multiple times a year, and you're free to use it. Parents who name their kids after someone who isn't a friend or a relative, it's not a fucking dog. For Christ's sakes, grow up. Stop burdening your child with that kind of nonsense. Good day. That's fun. I enjoy... I enjoy putting that together. Just a nice little snippet, a handy snippet of of shit that I uh, wanted to talk about or things that I had thought about, but the show's already too fucking long. And that's why I'm, I'm segueing nicely into wanting to talk about wasting time. Jesus, I'm falling out of the chair. Fuck, you fat asshole. Uh, Sunday, I spent all day doing nothing. Like, 
we went to breakfast. Well, I had to meet the uh, another contractor about building out the shed for the broadcast palace. So that was 9 a.m. And we were out uh, at our friend's house drinking until you know, about midnight. So I had to get up early. Not really that early, but whatever. So after breakfast, got home. What did I do all day? Nothing. Sat on the fucking couch, watched too much TV, ate too much, just was just a bum. Now, I, I want to see if I'm alone in this, okay? You ever do that and then fucking hate yourself for it? Because that's what happened to me. There's a difference between, like, taking a day to relax or to do nothing. But that should usually be preceded by a day of exertion or hard work of some kind. It was preceded by a Saturday of doing very little and a Saturday night of just hanging around and drinking. But I was, honestly, I was bothered. Uh, almost, I don't want to call it a sense of dread, because it's really not, but it sort of was. It was just, it was me, like, really th overthinking, which is something that I get into quite a bit. I overthink just about fucking anything and everything, and that's part of my problem. It's probably why I'm selling widgets. But the thing that I thought of is that we as humans have a very limited amount of uh, days on this planet, and I just wasted one doing nothing. I just I just sat on my ass and watched Guy Fieri for like fucking six hours. Bleh, bleh, nothing. It was, it was almost a sense of inner resentment. And it made for a very uncomfortable Monday morning. Because I overthought it, and it was, it just didn't, it made my, my Monday morning, like, completely unenjoyable. Or borderline intolerable, really. And I know that I, I shouldn't do that, because it's, Human nature to sit around and do nothing, and even more so, it's 21st century human nature. But So now I've spent the last few days thinking about this, again, overthinking this, and figuring out ways to try to avoid it. And it's not, it is so difficult. Because if you're not, if you, if you can't take the time to realize that you're sitting on your ass doing nothing, then you're fucked. I read uh, Mark Manson often. If you're not familiar with Mark Manson, he wrote a book that had fuck in the title. And um, I, can't, I, I want to make sure that I get the actual uh, name of the book correct. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Excellent book. If you haven't read it, I strongly suggest it. It's terrific. He's an interesting cat. I don't agree with you know, with everything he says, but uh, I do enjoy his very simple sort of dumb guy philosophy. And he has a great article on how to stop procrastinating, and reading that a couple of times has helped a little bit. But it doesn't address the need to simply realize that you're wasting time. 
That's where I'm having a problem. And I think once you get to the point where you recognize that you're doing it, then you should be okay. But it's the path to get to to get there that I think I need a little help with. I don't even really know why I'm talking about this right now, other than just to acknowledge, like, put it out into the universe that I've done this and that I'm thinking about this and that I've, I don't want to spend my days doing shit like this anymore. Maybe, like, take some blame for it, recognize that I need to improve, move forward. Some sort of weird self-therapy, I guess. More likely, I'm, I'll forget about it after I'm done recording this, but you know, I'm hoping that I don't. I hope that it sticks with me in some way so that when I have these fucking moments of you know sitting around watching um, guys' grocery game episodes for the 55th time, laughing at guys' jokes, and then like the worst part was is I watched six hours of cooking shows, and then that night, I was too fucking lazy to cook dinner. Ugh. Like, no, no, like that's that's wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. You, you ever have those days? Like, what do you do? Do you feel the same way that I do? Do you have these sort of uh, self-reflective moments where you, you think to yourself, God damn it, what the fuck did you just do? Man, oh man. If you have, I'd love to know what you do. Give me a call, leave a message, 617-65-RIP-EM. And I'm curious how alone I am actually am with these feelings, because I probably am, but I'd love to hear if you're, if you're not, if you don't have these feelings, you know what I mean? That was a, that was a great way to segue into the, the voicemail. Speaking of which, I did get two of them last weekend, so thank you, uh, Matt and Stephanie, for uh, making at least some use of this stupid fucking uh, thing that I've done. Dave, next time you order a pizza, a salami and onion pizza, and leave it at my house, one slice... Don't leave it here. Throw it out. Be a man. It was a linguisa and onion pizza. Uh, salami and onion. What, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm going to eat a salami and onion pizza, man. Really? Get a clue, buddy. Okay? Uh, the end of that, you heard be a man. If you're not familiar with at Boston be a man and on Instagram, you should be. Uh, this dude, he is on a fucking rocket ship to the moon right now. He is the funniest fucking thing on Instagram right now. Amazing. The only downside is that there are a ton of people trying to do his shtick. And it's like 5% of the people trying to do his shtick actually do it funny. Matt is not amongst that 5%. So... Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Be a man. Hey, Dave. Hope you have awesome sex tonight. 
Bye. My sex life is none of your concern, young lady. We had an early morning, and I didn't have time for such frivolities. Thanks for calling. At any rate, it is Thursday. And because it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one. If you're a parent... uh, See, I fucked that up. What the fuck, David? Shit. Gripe number one. Gymnastics. There it is, Dave. You fucking idiot. You've only done this 64 fucking times and you still can't get it right. Gymnastics. If you're a parent and you let your kids anywhere fucking near gymnastics, you should have your fucking head examined. There. (sighs) Sure, it's a relatively small sample size of kids that have been abused by doctors or coaches or whatever, but it's, you know, it's akin to the the Catholic Church. Now, you wouldn't let your kids be fucking altar boys these days, would you? No. If you would, stay the fuck away from me, please. But after what we've seen from uh, the doctor at Michigan State, and now uh, the coach, or a coach, from the uh, United States women's national team, how the hell would you think it's a good idea without an exhaustive vetting process? I mean, exhaustive. I'd want to run down a fucking every year of this person's life if I was going to put my little girl, if I had girls, in the hands of of a fucking male gymnastics coach. No fucking way. And if you read about this shit, oh my, it's, it's traumatic. And I wasn't even fucking part of it. It's gross, number one. Traumatic, number two. So gross and traumatic, this motherfucking coach... Kills himself after after the charges get announced. He fucking put a gun in his mouth. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'm in trouble. I'm going to, you know, I fucking diddled little girls for years, and now I'm going to stick a gun in my fucking mouth and blow my brains out. You fucking pussy. For a number, I mean, I read that and just said to myself, like, what the fuck is going on here? And there's another thing, too. There's no fucking way that nobody knew that any of this shit was going on. And the number of people that fucking turn their back on these kids is likely, I assume, allegedly, quite a few. And I'm absolutely generalizing a very large group of people here. But I wouldn't be able to get past what's gone on around that sport in the last 10 years or, or, or more. Who the fuck? And it's probably been going on for decades. But fuck, I mean, that's just. You just can't do it. Don't do it. If you're listening and you have children, promise me you won't do it. And if you have, get them the fuck out of there. Ugh. In. Gripe number two. Googling your symptoms. I don't understand how Google has not yet created uh, some kind of algorithm that produces a, a pop-up every time you 
put something in the search bar like why is my poop green or why what's this pain in my chest or like i did the other day uh why do the tips of my big toes hurt like it was it, this weird thing where the the very tips of my big toes were like irritated uh they're not anymore it seems to have gone away but it was just so fucking weird that i need i'm like oh what the fuck is this and i put it into google and of course, it was a laundry list of shit that, you know, including some weird ass disease I'd never heard of that apparently there's no cure for. So if in a few months I come back and say I have fucking, I wish I could remember. <laughs> it would have been a good joke if I could remember the name of the fucking disease. But I mean, oh my God. Every doctor on, on the planet will tell you that nothing good ever comes from Googling your symptoms, but everybody fucking does it. So Google needs to be proactive. Put this in into the Google search bar. If you're using Chrome, I wonder if that's an add-on. And if it isn't, free fucking idea for someone who's technically gifted. Create a, a fucking Chrome extension that recognizes uh, someone typing symptoms into, into the search bar. And the pop-up will say, uh, are you sure you want to go through with this search? Or, or something more specific, like, the results you click on will give you absolutely no insight into what's going on, and you should just call your fucking doctor. I mean, that's a... I don't know how you make money from a Google extension, a Chrome extension, but that's for free. Have at it, smart person, if it doesn't exist already. my Every idea I come up with already exists. I think I've been over this before. So my guess is that something is already in there that can do it, but I don't want to look because I'm fucking lazy. And don't tell me you haven't Googled your symptoms because I know you have. Don't try to be all fucking better than everyone else. Oh, I've never done that. Bah, 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 bah. Fuck you, you have, and you know it. Gripe number three, farting in bed. It's awful. It'll linger all night long, maybe into the next night if it's bad enough. Let that thing air out for the benefit of yourself and the benefit of others. That's all for the show. This was a long one. I've managed to fucking keep the time down for a while. You know, in around the 45-minute the range. This one's I've already overshot 45 minutes. Hopefully by the time I'm done uh, yapping here at the end, it, it won't get to an hour. Something worse than when you're done and you and you save it and it says like an hour and one minute. You're like, fuck. The last thing you want to do is fucking drone on. But then again, that's what I do every fucking week, every Thursday, 9 a.m. You click that. Oh, I'm going to listen to Dave talk about nothing. Here we go. You're mowing your lawn. You're fucking taking a shit. You're, you're, you're doing something. I don't fucking know what you're doing. Taking your kids to gymnastics practice, whatever. Doing something. But as always, I thank you for listening. Uh, if you're so inclined, please uh, visit me at uh, on Twitter, at ComplainsPod, on Instagram, at ComplainsPod. I have a website, ComplainsAndObservations.com, that I'm too lazy to fucking use, but I think I'm going to do it. And I say that every time, but I don't. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page I've never done anything with. Again, uh, this medium, I don't think, you know, doesn't allow itself to... I, I, I'm, I'm not... 
uh, th there's no financial incentive here. I'm not making any money. I stopped with the commercials because, quite frankly, they were stupid. And you don't really make any money when nobody listens to your fucking show. So there's that. Um, feel free to give me a call. 617-65-RIP-EM. If you want to be on the program, if you want to be interviewed for anything, anything at all, let me know. Let's talk. We can talk about anything. We can plug shit. You know? Uh, if you're in a band, you want to write me music. Tell me the name of the band. I'm still waiting for Donnie to get back to me on the fucking name of the band. Fucking A, Donnie. I'll hear from him tomorrow. But I'm going to, I'll plug him on the gram. On Soch. I'll plug him across all my Soch platforms. Because I like Donnie. He's a good guy. He's good to me. So thank you, Donnie. See? Rambling. Fuck you, you fat fuck. Jesus Christ, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, 617-65-RIP-EM. If you're shit-faced on a weekend night and you, you something comes up, put that number in your phone. Give me a call. Leave a voicemail. You'll be on the show. I would love you for it. Please. I'm begging you. All right, that's it. I'm going to go eat dinner now. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Remember, tell your friends. And now, tell your moms. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.